It's like the three of us doing it. It's like the Budweiser frogs. I was going to say the frogs. To celebrate episode 75, we welcome back an audience of our Patreon subscribers joining us from around the world via Zoom. Yes, and together with our guests, we'll be heading to Kentucky to sit on the Woodford Reserve Distillers Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Whiskey. As always, you can feast your eyes and ears on more whiskey-based content, pictures and video clips on all our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And it would help us out if you rate, review and subscribe on all your favourite podcast platforms. And why not become a patron like all these lovely people joining us today? The loveliest. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 75. I'm Dave Giles. And I am Nick Kent. And welcome to our very special guest today of our Patreon uh, subscribers. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this is a live show. So as always, as the, most of you have been to the others, or at least one of the others, you now get to see how much editing Nick actually does to make a show. Yeah. <laughs> how much I have to roll this in glitter. How are you, <laughs> Dave? I'm not too bad, mate. It's absolutely roasting today, isn't it? So um, It is. So it's impressive think. that anyone has decided to sit inside and do this with us. Yeah. Um, so thanks very much, everyone, I know. For, for joining um, us. Yes, thank how you, you. How are you doing? I'm good. This is our first recording back since I got my taste and smell back, Dave, after my COVID experience. Um, I thought it was back last week. No, it wasn't. It was half. It wasn't It wasn't back properly. Oh. Um, so this comes out on the 25th of August, and um, we recorded it back in July 18th. So this is my first one back. But um, annoyingly, I've lost my sweet, sweet COVID voice, uh, Dave. So that little bit at the beginning was my, my COVID voice, which I, I really want back because it, it sounded pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I got, listen, listen, look, I want it back. I respect wood. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Love that whiskey. That sounded like Snoke from Star Wars or something. Like you won't get this reference, oh but this God. one, this is like the leads are weak. The leads are weak. You're weak. No, you won't get the reference. There's no effects reference. I don't get that reference. No, I was just like sitting there with a the microphone on one of the days where I was isolating, just like randomly saying stuff. And uh yeah, it was fun. But that voice is no more. That voice is no more. But it was fun while it was here. Got a bit of a positive out of the uh, COVID situation. Are you listening to me, Dave? Are you peeling that orange? Oh, no, I, I am listening. I am listening. But you're right. I am also peeling an orange because we're doing a <laughs> bourbon today and it's the hottest day of the year. So I figured I'd make an old fashioned. But because they take so long to make, I decided to start about three hours ago. Uh, Wait for me. And I've uh, made mine and it's very nice. How um, have you already made? Have you got sugar syrup or something like that? No, no. Is the sugar melted? Bitters. Have you got sugar in there? Yeah, out of some little cubes. Is it melted? Well, it's stirred in enough, you know, when I did my stirring earlier on. Sometimes there's always a bit of residue. There's always a bit. But you, you don't want it to dilute too much so all the flavour goes. So um, I got to that point and I was like, yeah, that's nice. Uh, it's always uh, a bit uh, of a crunch. 
I'm currently doing the, the finishing touch. Oh, the old, uh, the rim, the rimming. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I'm not going to say the rim job, the orange the rim ribbon, job. The ribbing, you'll rimming be all right with. Yeah, right, rimming's okay. fine. <laughs> I'll go anyway. with the lesser of two evils on that one. Anyway, um, so, so how do you want to start this, Nick? Are we starting <laughs> by telling people what whiskey we're drinking, or are we started by going into a segment? Well, we're going to go into the segment while everyone's sipping on this whiskey. So this week we are trying the Woodford Reserve Distillers Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And um, because it's a hot day, Dave and I have made old fashions, but we later we will, on I'll yeah. be drinking it neat as well. Absolutely. So in honour of Jeff Whiskey, who cannot be here today uh, for family reasons... I figure oh. it's it's important that we let everyone know who currently has a bottle of this sitting there that uh, Nick, you got you do it. It's got the be- most satisfying slap sound ever. Because yeah, it's amazing. It's good. Oh, it's got a bit of resonance on it, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's got I don't a little. Know if ping. It came over in the uh, in the recording. Last it did, time it didn't. Def- it definitely sounds better came in the over. Room. Okay, but yes, Woodford Reserve, everyone. Um, so. so Fun fact about this, um, and everyone in the in the comments uh, in the chat has been letting us know. Um, so obviously, they on the label it has a label batch and a bottle number. Mm. Uh, so we're we're being shared. People are sharing their numbers. My number is label batch one one three four. Bottle number one three seven three. Richard's also one one three four. Snap. Yes, Richard. Yes. Well, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I've got the chat open, but I'm a one one six two. And a bottle number one four three three. So Darren that and Paul have got batch double oh one. How did that work out? Which one have they got? Oh no! Oh no! No, sorry, Paul's now. Oh, I okay. No, hang on. What is it? Just Darren who's double oh one. I think it's just Darren who's double oh one. That's incredible. I think it's fake. Double anyway, is that wow. the st- is that the standard? Well, 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 well. Anyway, I like that. I think it makes it a bit more special for a bottle of whiskey that's uh, this value. Anyway, Nicholas, yes. let's get right. drinking and uh, let's have a little chat, shall we? Let's do that. <laughs> Classic sting, that one. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, this segment we're calling weird-fun whiskey facts, brackets, hopefully they're facts. Because... <laughs> I've looked these up and uh, I've hopefully gone to a, a trusted source because there were there was a few like weird whiskey facts lists around and um, I decided just to trust the worldwhiskeyday.com one because I thought that was, you know, a reputable place to go because um, there's some really weird, stupid facts, which I'll probably share at the end of this one, actually. But yeah, we've got a few facts here. Hopefully uh, you guys might enjoy. Because we haven't done a fact thing yet. We've done a few rundowns and this, that and the other. But we haven't done a crazy fun fact. So episode 75, boy, are you in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. All so right, we've got then, about eight do, here. So. Do, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, you go for it, mate. You go for it. Okay. <clears throat> number one, fact number one or fact. That's hopefully a fact. Number one. <laughs> One of the oldest bottles of Scotch whiskey, the Old Vatted Glenlivet 1862, was opened in 2017, and drops of the rare whiskey were captured inside 50 Swiss watches, the most expensive of which cost more than £35,000. What? What's the point? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they've put whiskey in a watch, so it's not even like putting an expensive whiskey 
bottle on the wall. You know. This is why I didn't like that Swiss whiskey. Really? They do it all wrong. <laughs> Putting it in watches. What are they doing? I know. I'm just intrigued what that would look like or why. But uh, what's the point? So you can just show off and say, look, it's got some whiskey in it. It's a nice old fashioned, mate. Louise has just said it makes the whiskey timeless. Oh. oh. I think she's just won this episode. Oh, we're we're that, 10 that, minutes that. in and she's just won. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a round of applause right yeah, there. Yeah. Nice one, Louise. <sighs> wow, that's it now. <laughs> Should we go yeah. on? Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we, well, there yeah. we go. That's a great one to start. Hopefully, is a fact, everyone. <laughs> Here's another one. Some people might know this already, but it's quite fun. The pepper mash in Tabasco sauce is aged in Jack Daniels barrels before it is then made into the sauce and distributed around the world. That's quite a cool little fact. I don't know know what that means. Well, when they mash up all the peppers and stuff, all their recipe, they put it in ex-Jack Daniels barrels to kind of, uh, yeah. It's it's like, it's probably originally just a way of like um, using cheap barrels to kind of do something. Um, but they can now use it as a marketing thing because Jack Daniels is quite popular, so I've heard. But there we Excellent. go. But apparently it affects the taste, Dave. Of course it does. Yeah, I would expect so. I would expect yeah. so. Yeah. Um, okay, number three. The record for most expensive whiskey cocktail sold is a refresh of the traditional Manhattan made with a 55-year-old McCallan served at Dubai's Skyview Bar. Costing, uh, okay, in the chat, what do you think, right? <laughs> In Dubai, fancy hotel, uh, and play along at home with this. Play along at home if, if you're not, you know, anyone listening yeah. now. Uh, describe it's the a, rest of it, Dave. It's a 55-year-old McAllen, right? So this, this posh concoction was stirred with a very special oak stick <laughs> <laughs> from a cask of McAllen. It was also served with ice made from the same water used to produce the single malt, yeah. which it contains yeah mm. yeah you so think lauren, it was nicer what lauren reckons six figures brian reckons 2500 dan reckons the equivalent of 150 pounds uh <laughs> lauren has asked whether it was dumbledore's wand louisa said quarter of a mil kate has said 1000 darren 13800 very precise richard has also said a thousand if anyone else wants to play along now's your chance now's your chance paul has said 1.6 gigawatts <laughs> You got the number wrong, but I, I like the reference. Uh, <laughs> and Richard has then backed that up by saying 88 miles an hour. Um, uh, so, the, yeah, the, in fact, the cost was £4,632 for a cocktail. And, of course, you know, you're going to have to buy two. You know, if you're going to be with someone, and they're going to want, want one. So, Brian did pretty well there with 2500 That was That was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Brian is the winner. grand. For, for one but, drink. But for it's a very one... special oak stick, Dave. It's a oak very special stick. Dumbledore's oak wand. stick. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I go. won't be getting that round. Hopefully that was a fact, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully that was a fact. Number four. Glenn Turret's famous distillery cat, Towser the Mouser, is believed to have caught... 28,899 mice in its 24-year lifetime. That's a lot of mice. <laughs> yeah. Who's counting? they got a tally chart. That's a really good point. How do they know? How do they know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. That's a lot of mice. That was We could have done a guessing game on that as well. That's a lot of meeses. <laughs> 
Don't get me started on plurals. <laughs> All right. Mouses. Anyway, number five. Hopefully a fact. Go. Yes. The average measure of whiskey contains just 64 calories. Yes. Fewer than a banana. Yeah. Have a banana. <laughs> or some whiskey, because it's very low in calories. Well, that's good to know, isn't it, everyone? 64 calories for a shot of whiskey. Cheers. Yeah. Depends what, yeah, no, average measure, though. I mean, what does that mean? Uh, it's going to be a 25 mil. How do you know? Was this an American uh, fact? Because oh, no, they no, do no. free pours. No, well, average measure, like some maybe of a higher sugar content might be uh, more. I think that's what that means, Dave. Like the average measure. Fair enough. It can be as low as 59. I looked it up on a very uh, reliable source, Wikipedia. But there we go. And we'll see. I think uh, if you add a mixer, it goes up to 117. So just don't add a mixer. You know, and a double with a mixer can go up to around 200 calories, which is the same as a burger. Ooh. Yeah. So just don't add any Coke or anything. Other soft drinks are available. Mm. Um, yes. Pepsi is never six, okay. Which is hopefully <laughs> Pepsi's never okay. <laughs> the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill Wilson, demanded whiskey on his deathbed, but was refused it. Nice. He was sober for 36 years up to his death in 1971. I think if that's it, just let him have one. But I guess it would ruin his reputation and the whole organisation, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you know you're dying... I don't know. Drag. Yeah, having not, got, having not got not got through that kind of thing, I don't know how. I don't know mm. what the. Uh... I haven't been on a deathbed yet, so I don't know how it feels. Um, <laughs> but if I ask for a whiskey, I'd like a whiskey. Just, I don't know, uh, mate. You had your hernia out earlier this year. Did that not feel like a deathbed? That was last year, man. <laughs> but uh, okay. Yeah. So my brother's in here. I'd like a tot of whiskey if I asked one on my deathbed, please. So number he seven, did, which might be did. a fact. He doesn't look interested. He doesn't look like he's going to give you a... No, he's not. We're probably on mute. He's probably watching the telly. <laughs> While filming... I think so. He's not reacting at all to any of this. Paul Kent. Brilliant. There he is. <laughs> we were talking about you for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Thanks for turning up, brother. <laughs> Anyway, fact number seven, which might be a fact. Hopefully While a filming fact. in the Congo, the majority of the cast of the African Queen became sick with dysentery from drinking the water. Director John Huston and actor Humphrey Bogart emerged unscathed, allegedly because they drank nothing but whiskey throughout. See, loads of health benefits coming out. <laughs> oh, dear. That's hopefully a fact, everyone. These are, these are, we're knocking them out of the park, aren't we, Dave? Uh, absolutely. You, what's in the chat? You're looking at the chat? Well, I am because Brian's just done a great joke. What's a hospice? About a gallon. And uh, I quite enjoyed that. I was quite enjoying that personally. So, uh, <laughs> bing! <laughs> yeah. Well done. Right, uh, number eight. This is actually, this is kind of, uh, it's a bit of a callback, maybe, to our number five because Mountain Dew was originally meant to be a whiskey chaser, everyone. No um, way. That lovely green drink, which I think they banned over here at one point because of the weird dyes they're putting in it. Anyway, invented by Tennessee bottlers Barney and Ali Hartman, they developed Mountain Dew as a mixer in the 1940s. Soft drinks were sold regionally in the 1930s, and the Hartmans had difficulty in Knoxville obtaining their preferred soda to mix with liquor, preferably whiskey. So the two developed their own. 
Originally in uh, the 19th century, I can't read today, stupid old fashioned. Originally <laughs> a 19th century slang term for whiskey, especially Highland Scotch whiskey, the Mountain Dew name was trademarked for a soft drink in 1948. Well, there you go. Um, the original slogan was Yahoo Mountain Dew, it'll tickle your innards. <laughs> Amazing. Have you ever had a Mountain Dew? Mate, I love the Dew. I absolutely love it. The, uh, <laughs> but not the stuff you get over here, just the American one. I know it's really bad. I know it's awful. But anytime I'm in the States, I load up on it. When, when we made the, uh, my album in Nashville, I was in the uh, supermarket or the grocery store, as they call them over there. Mm. And um, I came back with like two massive two-liter bottles. Good Lord. <laughs> and it was... That was my special treat to myself at the end of the day, a glass of Mountain Dew. And everyone, all of them were just like, what are you doing? That stuff's vile. And I was like, nah, this, this is amazing. It doesn't look right. It looks radioactive. Not sure. Um, uh, I, have, I have a story, which I the, the, the fact number seven about the, the African queen's cask, cask, yeah. <laughs> cast, becoming sick. And uh, John Huston and Humphrey Bogart emerging unscathed because they drank whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and also tying in with Alcoholics Anonymous, I think this is a, this is a, an interesting story. So, did you know about Oliver Reed and the fact that he died while they filmed were filming Gladiator? Yes. Okay. Do you know how he died? I do not. Okay. So Oliver Reed died of a heart attack, which he had in a bar after downing three bottles of Captain Morgan's Jamaica rum, eight bottles of German beer. That one's for you, Katie. Numerous doubles of famous grouse and Hennessy Cognac and beating five much younger Royal Navy sailors at arm wrestling. <laughs> His bar bill for that final lunch totaled 270 Maltese lira, almost 450 pounds, which is about $600. What a legend. What a legend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way to go, isn't it? Yeah. So, wow. uh, yeah. That's quite so, quite the story. I just thought it reminded me, the Humphrey Bogart story reminded me of that. You know, you, yeah. some movies have been saved by people drinking whiskeys. Others have had lots of problems uh, by, you know, because that caused a massive heart, like headaches with Oliver Reed dying, middle of the filming. They yeah. had to change the movie. Yeah, they recreated him with uh, CGI as well a bit. I think it's one of the first movies to have to do that. Yeah. As well. Um, but still, a ball ache. Yeah. Uh, absolute ball leg. Um, i got a bonus fact here. I didn't know whether it was interesting or not. A royal footman who poured whiskey into the Queen's Corgi's water bowl as a party trick was demoted and had his salary cut. <laughs> I couldn't find much more on it, which is why I didn't put it in the main list. Just because it's the most least likely to be a fact? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh no, these are the least likely to be a fact. These are ones I haven't given to Dave. But these are ones I found which were like, huh? This is a few here from uh, uswhiskeyreport.com. Nikola Tesla drank whiskey every day because he thought it would make him live for 150 years. What do you think? Yeah. Smart man. I saw that in three of these lists. Well, that's got to be true then, isn't it? Well. He was a smart man as well, wasn't he? Yeah. But I don't know. Back then, when was he alive? I don't know. You did the research. Yeah. Clearly not. (laughs) Another one here. I don't know. Again, this is just something I found. Didn't follow it up. Diabetics urine can be transformed into whiskey due to its high sugar content. <laughs> Who's tried that though? 
<laughs> Who has actually tried that? Yeah. Yeah, you I'll know. have a shot it's, of- It was a long the, lockdown. It was a I'll long have, lockdown. I'm I'll have diabetic, a shot so. of that, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying is to that think what, what Knob Creek is? Ah. Uh, <laughs> There we go. Yes, I got there in the end. Yes, I knew there was a punchline. And this one I'm not sure on. 90% of Scotch whiskey is made in Scotland. I'm pretty sure all Scotch whiskey has to be made in Scotland, which is why I started not taking anything off Nine. the list. I got this off. 90% of Scotch whiskey <laughs> is made in Scotland. I looked at the rules. I, I took out my uh, Edinburgh Whiskey Academy stuff. I learned pretty sure it all has to be made in Scotland. Look at that. He's got a folder and everything. There we go. All right. Did you, have you enjoyed those I, uh, hopefully I learned, facts? Yep. I learned something. The, what did you the, learn, Dave? Do you know the one? That, what's the one that's going to stick with me? What do you think the one that's going to be stick with me? Uh, the calories one. The diabetics piss. Oh, well, yeah. That's the one that's I'm going to remember. Uh, that's the chat. one where when someone says, oh, what did you learn from episode 75? That a diabetics piss can be turned into whiskey. There you go. Yeah, next time you meet a diabetic, say, have you tried this? <laughs> hey, can you just piss into this, please? You've <laughs> <laughs> an experiment to do. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yes. Paul has said, have you heard of waiters you can hire who will fill their bladders with wine and serve it? No way. And they'll... What? My brother goes to some posh restaurants. That's not a thing, Paul. Hang on a moment. i got to unmute him. I listened to a podcast, No Such Thing as a Fish, and they talked about emergency room weird stories and someone came in with an infection and that was why. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's nuts. So they, do they do it at the table? <laughs> That's nuts. That was not the best of expressions at that particular moment. Accidental, everyone. That was accidental. I didn't plan that. Sorry, Nick. What did you say? I was laughing at my own joke. Accidental joke. I've got what I said now. It was obviously but very you, profound. Anyway, Nick, I really enjoyed that. That was... that was. Uh, I reckon they got bladdered off it. Way uh, <laughs> That wasn't what it was. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. That, see, that, <sighs> everyone would expect that from me, not from you, Nick. I know. Anyway, I know. congratulations yeah, yeah. on, on one of those pun, pun of the day. Um, actually, no, you still haven't beat Louise's. Anyway, should we, uh, should we get talking about this whiskey then? Sure. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. What a voice. I oh, know. Oh, we really want it back. How can I get that? That's like a, uh, a really heavy hangover voice as well. Mm, mm. That's a good pop. It's a great pop, isn't it? Oh, it's a squeak and a pop. I'm absolutely loving my old, my old fashioned. I mean, it doesn't really taste like one I'd get in a shop, but I'm loving it. In, in a, a shop, shop? In a bar. <laughs> that too. We'll talk more about old fashions in a moment, but let's talk about this sweet, sweet bourbon, shall we? Let's do it. What you got for me then, Nick? How many bourbons have we done now on this show? Say that this week's whiskey, Dave. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, you know, it's because we've serious since we moved all the everything around. You've forgotten for the last three weeks. I know. It's my catchphrase. Mm. It's my big moment in the show. And <laughs> before I bore everyone with facts for the next yeah, ten uh, pe minutes, people tune in just to hear me say this. This week's whiskey. <laughs> Woodford Reserve Distillers Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Whiskey Yes Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 8, 9 This is our 10th bourbon Okay We went a long time without doing one though And now I we've remember. done 10 So do you want me to go through the list? Yes please Okay we did Bullet 
in episode two. Episode seven, we did Buffalo Trace. Nice. Episode 12, we did Mictus number one. Oh. Episode 16, we did F-E-W. F-E-W. Episode 20, we did Bullet 10 Year. Episode 22, we did Hudson Baby Bourbon. Mm. Arguably not a bourbon. Wasn't really a bourbon. Uh, Episode 32, we did Four Roses Small Batch. Episode 47, we did Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Arguably not Uh, a bourbon. It's not a bourbon. Episode 61, we did Blanton's Bourbon, or whatever that is called. Is it called Blanton's? Blanton of the Opera is what I've got it written. Blanton's original single barrel bourbon. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Anyway, that was, uh, is that that, it? that's so our list. So this is our ninth because uh, Jack Daniels isn't a bourbon. But uh, that's, a, that's something for another day, that one. I'm going to Google that right now. Wait, it was on one of my, uh, it was on every single list for that fun facts one. It was like, let's clear it up. It's a Tennessee whiskey, not a bourbon. But it kind of is a bourbon. It's it's just a <laughs> conversation where you can just argue for days, like, uh, should Lewis Hamilton have had a 10-second penalty today? Nope. You know? Anyway, <laughs> frequently asked questions on the Jack Daniels website, straight yeah. from the source. Jack Daniels is not a bourbon. Okay. Yeah, they're going to... Yeah, okay. It's a they Tennessee... to be different. They it's it a Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, it goes through that final Lincoln County process, everyone. There it is. Anyway, so we're now doing this week's whiskey. So, Nick, tell us more about it. Um, I'm going to pour a. I'm going to pour a neat one as well. I have done. I've done it as well <laughs> in right. uh, in my All whiskey right. and things. Glen Cairn. the Woodford Reserve Distillery, originally opened in 1812 by Elijah Pepper. Um, there was a few peppers in whiskey. I think it was a big pepper family who used to make whiskey. Anyway, it was formerly known as the. Old- I thought they used Jack Daniel's barrels with their pepper mash. What? Ah. Well, it's actually owned by Brown Foreman, who owned <laughs> that Jack Daniels head, didn't as well. It? Whoosh, whoosh. It's, no, the things you think go over my head, no, they, I soak them in and then they go elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was known as the, the old Oscar Pepper Distillery and later the Lambrot and Graham Distillery. Uh, anyway, it's approximately eight miles outside Versailles. I'm using the French... Um, Pronunciation. <laughs> Pronunciation, right. Yes. Versailles in north central Kentucky um, on that lovely slab of limestone, which all the bourbon makers say makes their water extra pure because it filters out the iron and all that kind of stuff. So there we go. Anyway, yeah, it's now owned by Brown Foreman and um, they launched the brand of Woodford Reserve in 1996 after mm-hmm. they refurbished and modernized their distillery. So yeah, it's quite a new one when you think about it. Yeah. But interestingly, you got something to say? No. Got something to say, Dave? Absolutely not. <laughs> Woodford Reserve is actually, it's kind of weird and cool because it's actually a marriage of copper pot still spirits and column still spirits. So they're vatted together. And as well, the pot still component is triple distilled, like Irish whiskey or lowland scotch, which is unusual for a bourbon. They'll either just do the column still thing or they do the batch thing, but they marry things together. So yes, triple distilled. So um, based on that, this should be a smooth drink. Possibly. Yeah. I think apparently the um the spirit's fruitier as well for it. Oh. Like the long distill I think it's fermented for longer to get that fruitiness that a lot of scotches are doing at the moment. Yes. Another fact, Woodford Reserve belongs to Brown Foreman, as I've said. They uh, own Jack Daniels, Old Forester and Glendronic, etc. Therefore they can enjoy the privilege to order barrels in exactly the manner they want from the company's own cooperage 
in Louisville. Do you know who the most famous person from Louisville is? No. Have a guess. Does anyone anyone in the chat know the most famous person to have come from Louisville? Come on, let's, let's have a proper pub quiz quiz here. Elvis was from... <laughs> no, not Elvis. Quite laughing. It's a good guess. Johnny Cash? Nope. Uh, Paul, Paul said Armstrong. No. He is a sports person. Little clue there. Mike Tyson is close, Brian. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is also close. Any other boxers? <laughs> Louise and Jen almost at the same time. Muhammad Ali. Ah! Muhammad Ali is from Louisville, yes. Kentucky. So, and also, Louisville, Kentucky is the barrels for... <laughs> <laughs> from the brown foreman, yeah. Cooperage. There <laughs> here it is. Slight yes. diversion there. Anyway, yes, that was for that. fun for me and no one else. <laughs> so completely out of context. For example, the barrels for maturing the Woodford Reserve bourbon are uniquely built from staves that have been exposed to natural weather conditions for about nine months. After this treatment, the wood is prematured and delivers less bitter aromas than normal fresh barrels. I know you're glad you've learned that today. Yeah, it's gone one in ear out the other, to be honest, but I'm sure I'll... It's like your jokes. Yeah, exactly. Touché, touché, I too have an uncle. Anyway, uh, next. <laughs> what what you got next for us, Nick? You must have a it's couple of... It's another boring fact, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the warehouse, we've talked about this facts? a couple of times. Are these, are these real facts or are these... These are real facts. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Because uh, these aren't as fun as the fake facts. Um, the warehouse is the Woodford Reserve have are made of brick and stone and they were built at the end of the 19th century do you mean were they made of brick stone i edited mine to say brick and stone because i didn't think brick stone made sense no it's brick stone isn't it is that a thing brick stone pretty pretty sure i would have put it stone brick but the source i I got this from said paul Paul works works in in, in engineering don't you construction he's a sparks all right okay different different vibe different vibe (laughs) Anyway, yeah, all right, then brick and stone, yeah. Go, carry but, on. Uh, that actually has nothing to do, yeah. Um, to support the speed up of the maturation, uh, the warehouses are heated up and cooled down in terms. We had this before with the, I think it was the mixers. It was, I remember. like that, yeah. Um, because the expanding and contracting of the whiskey is driven into the wood and reacts more with the wood than it does during normal maturation. Yeah, so that's another thing. They speed up the term, it's in there. So to get some more flavour out of the wood because they heat it up and cool it down. Fun times. Um, and one little thing here, they often sponsor the Kentucky Derby, the famous racehorse. The famous <laughs> horse race. <laughs> they could sponsor one horse, I reckon. Um, and in 2021, uh, released a special Kentucky Derby bottling, which is nice, isn't it? And they make, uh, they have special artwork and stuff, which is lovely. Anyway, that's a few bits about that. Whiskey? What do you think about this whiskey? Because I... The reason, one of the reasons why I had it as an old-fashioned, or it's not just because it was baking hot and I wanted something a bit cooler and more refreshing, is because most online old-fashioned tasting kits seem to come with some kind of Woodford Reserve. No, you're right. And they actually do their own old-fashioned kit, which I have. They have that, but they, they kind of have it with this syrup they give you. It's like orange and sugar and the bitters all mixed into one. Um, it's fine if you're in a rush. It's not as nice as doing it properly, but uh, it's a nice little kit. But no, it is popular in old fashions. I think maybe because it has maybe a, 
a higher rye content than a lot of things. It's not as sweet as a lot of other bourbons. And when you're adding sugar to a drink, it can maybe make it too sweet, I think. So I don't find this as sweet as other ones. So maybe that's why it's good in an old fashioned. What um, I find interesting is that old fashions became really popular because of Mad Men, the TV show. Do you ever watch that? Uh, no, but I'm, I know of it. Yes. Right, so it was set in the 60s and uh, yeah. they all were drinking old fashions or the main guy used to drink old fashions all the time. And from what you've just told me, Woodford Reserve wouldn't have been around at no, that but point. I think originally it was made with rye whiskey. So right. um, that may have been a thing. I'm garnished with lemon. Um, but of course, it all kind of uh, changes throughout the years, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I think it was a rye whiskey thing originally. But there we go. So yeah, this is uh, 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. Um, so I, I thought it was a higher rye content than most other bourbons, but then I looked up some others and doesn't seem to be the case. Bullet bourbon, 86% corn, 28% rye, and 4% malted barley. A favourite of yours, Dave, this Four Roses single barrel, 60% corn, 35% rye. Mm. Maybe, it must, maybe you like the rye content. And 5% malted barley. And um, a favourite of mine, Maker's Mark, has got uh, 70% corn, 16% wheat, madness, and 14% <laughs> malted barley. There's no rye in it at all. Madness. I'm going to look into that now. I didn't know. I didn't know it only had a uh, wheat in it. Hmm. But uh, but there we go. So wait, are we enjoying it? What, Dave, are you... Are you enjoying your old-fashioned? I'm, I'm loving my old-fashioned, and, and, and we'll, we'll perhaps talk more about old-fashioned in a bit. But as a bourbon, I think it's really good. a really good bourbon. I've um, always been a massive fan of this. Same. I think it's mm. really drinkable. I do think it's quite smooth, and I do enjoy it. It's up there for me with Four Roses. I prefer this and Four Roses to Buffalo Trace, for example, and Maker's Mark. And, and I would put them four as the standard bourbons that you can get in the UK anyway. They're, they're pretty mm. much the four standard bourbons, right? Yeah, I, I would I, think so. The supermarket bourbons, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe Four Roses isn't a supermarket bourbon, but um, mm. it's you can, you're can you seeing it in a lot of bars now. So I really like it, personally, um, and I, th- I find it very drinkable. Obviously, I think with all bourbons, bourbons are so good as cocktail drinks. Compared, for me, compared to scotch, I would rather have a whiskey cocktail with a bourbon than, than a scotch. My own personal preference. Um, mm. And I think this is a great one for that purpose. Um, I, I don't know why. I don't really care why, to be honest. I just know it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't care. No, it just it works. It does work in an old-fashioned really well. Um, yeah. Perhaps more so than, than others. No, so, you're right. It's a kind of reasonably price as well. I find with bourbons, like, it's obviously we've tried the, uh, the Blantons and a couple of others and stuff, but... There's that bourbon taste, isn't there? And you don't need to spend a lot to get the, a nice bourbon, nice bourbon. Absolutely. taste. You know, like my everyday drinker is a Buffalo Trace and you can get that for £18 in Tesco, which is ridiculous. So, you know, and this, um, price-wise, standard, I go by, well, Tesco is 35 quid. You can get it on the whiskey exchange for 33 45 But again, like if you find it, you don't need to spend it. I, I bought this for £23 in, in Sainsbury's yeah. on offer. And that's just amazing value, I think, for a really good, really good bourbon. So you don't need to spend a lot to get a nice bourbon. And if you do, it's got to be for a special reason. But, hey, Nick, just, just out of curiosity, what batch number did you say yours was? 1162. And what alcohol level have you got? Uh, yes, uh, 43.2. Same as mine. Is, does anyone else's bottle differ in the I chat? Does your bottle some people differ might. from... From that, because I've, I've, I'm aware that Lawrence is forty five point two. 
Yes, that's the US bottling. So, ah, so the US mm. is a different different thing. Yes, it? it does happen a lot, like different bottlings. Um, but yeah, it's weird that yeah, the UK is forty three point two and the US is forty five point. Yeah, it's, it was interesting that Richard's is the same batch number as mine, but he has a higher ABV and he's in America, and and Darren, oh, okay. who, and okay. Darren who has batch number one, uh, is also and he's in Scotland also has. Uh, the forty-five point two. That's interesting. So where, where did, did he buy it? Where did Darren get his whiskey from? Where did he get it from? Where Darren. did he get Darren? Where his did he get it from? Whiskey. We only want facts. Where? Where? Where, or where did you get it? Close to facts. The first yeah, possible. Close brackets. Facts. Um, back <laughs> of a lorry. Um, oh <laughs> no, that was what Richard said. <laughs> This is the longest bit of typing I've ever seen, Darren. If this is just one word, all right. Drink mongers in Edinburgh, which I'm guessing is an off license. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, an off license in Edinburgh is getting uh, batch number one. Wow. Uh, that's with American percentage. Okay, that's cool. Paul says that his is a proprietary batch. Proprietary. That's a word that's not coming out after a couple of weeks. Yeah, whiskeys. so is mine. Yours will probably have that as, as well. Proprietary. Prop. Proprietary. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> does everyone says that? Right. What okay. does proprietary mean? Um, Can you Google that, Dave? Yeah, on it. Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, proprietary relating <laughs> to an owner or ownership, marketed under and protected by a registered trade name. I'm guessing is uh, more that means like nothing that. really, does it? Nope. No. It means nothing. no one can copy it essentially, as Richard has just said. Oh. There you go, Paul. You're welcome. Paul would ask what it meant, and now he knows. Um, so, yeah, I really like this whiskey. I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth doing proper taste notes on it, because it's just a bourbon. It just It's a great bourbon. It's, it's just quite a bourbon. spicier than most, and it's not as sweet as the others. But uh, I agree yeah. it's not as sweet as the others, which is why it's interesting it's using cocktails, and maybe that's one of the reasons why, because you're adding sweetness elsewhere, so therefore, exactly. actually, you don't need the, the whiskey to provide um, as much of the sweetness. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's Perhaps. it. Perhaps. Yes, I would think that. So let's go with that. But yeah, absolutely. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Shall we move on and, and get some people in and have a, have a chat with some other people about their thoughts on this whiskey and perhaps other things too? You're listening to Whiskey and Things. These British people talk funny. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry, that was in reference to the chat rather than, <laughs> the rather than those. <laughs> These British people talk funny. Hmm, interesting. First of all, I'm going to ask Dan to join us, Nick. Is that all right? Yeah. Why would it not? So, hello, Dan. Now, Dan, people may remember from previous Patreon episodes, Dan does cocktails. It's his job. He's a professional cocktail person. So, Dan, first of all, what are your opinions on the Woodford Reserve and... Tell me how to make an old-fashioned. <laughs> well, first of all, good evening, gentlemen. So the way, best way that I can describe Woodford Reserve, it's just a pertly pliable whiskey. It's the Play-Doh of whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's um, a staple for any American classic in the bar that I work at. So anything like um, Manhattan, old-fashioned whiskey sour you can guarantee that there's going to be woodford in it that's flavor i normally make an old-fashioned sometimes some people think it's just a bit too um heavy has a bit too much kick to it so i will normally add just one ice cube and just sort of like temper the whiskey a little bit first giving it a little bit of a serve and adding 
my bitters, my sugars, and then just giving that a good old stir until most of the sugar's gone. And then throw it in, give it a good old stir, and um, as ironic as it is, kind of need to get the ice cubes wet. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you get some of them that just look a little bit dry on top. You need to get all of the ice oh, the, cubes just nicely mixed. The ones mixed. that stick to your tongue and your finger. Yeah. And then just finish it off with a nice flaming orange. Yeah, that's what I didn't do. I didn't do the lighter yeah. with the uh, with the. Hang on a moment. I was supposed it. to. I was supposed to set it on fire. Yeah, you kind of squeeze it yeah. and you light it, and then it flames and it gives us lovely aroma. Yeah. I've seen that done before. Yep. Um, so Dan, when you're in, flammable, people. <laughs> when you're in the bar, um, do you mm-hmm. use sugar syrups or do you use normal sugar? Yeah, do you make your own sugar syrups? We do not, unfortunately, but um, I find the best sugar to use is definitely Demerara um, or just some normal brown sugar that's lying around because it just helps deepen the flavour instead of just sweeten the cocktail. Interesting. Yeah, I've got the Demerara. That sounds like a medical condition. Got the old Demerara. <laughs> oh, and while we've got you here, Dan, what are you drinking at the moment? Like, what whiskey is your whiskey go-to? Or when you're choosing to wink drink whiskey how do you prefer to drink it i normally will orientate towards a bourbon that's just my personal palate and i normally just kind of like drink it neat and then maybe add a bit of water if i just feel it's a bit too heavy really so you add water rather than ice yeah i would normally add a bit of water but if it's if it feels dry then maybe i'd add a bit of ice and then just it just you know allows that whiskey to stretch out a little bit yeah, you get that mellow graduation into the softer flavours. Nice. Well, thank thank nice. you for sharing that with us. We've just heard from a whiskey professional, everyone. So, uh, yeah. First time this evening. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> not a lie. Without a doubt. Thank you, Dan. I will now be trying to set fire to my oranges whilst making my old fashioned. <laughs> oh, uh, and that sounds like... Seeing as you spilt the water earlier. Fire is going to be fantastic. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. So Richard, Hello. welcome. A Welshman in Oregon uh, is, is, is how we describe you. Um, so you're currently between shifts is the uh, <laughs> is the polite way of putting it. That's right. I did warn you, Dave. I said, don't let me drink more than the dram, right? No, you did. You absolutely did. And uh, so, so you've got the American percentage. Yes, sir. Just to add to this uh, <laughs> small lunch and the fact that you're in between shifts, uh, it's a little bit stronger. Um, but, but what do you think of it? I mean, have you had Woodford before? Is it the first time you're buying well, a Woodford? It is the first time buying the Woodford. And, I, you know, to be honest, uh, I know it's not a bourbon, but Jack Daniels is the nearest I've had to a bourbon before. So this is actually much nicer in my opinion for me agreed um, agree. yeah so uh and uh after smelling it and drinking it myself i looked up the official kind of tasting notes and they mentioned a, a faint tobacco and i i could get that it reminds me of my grandfather's pipe now i don't know whether he was secretly a whiskey drinker as well but mm. uh, <laughs> it just does that it takes me back to that kind of uh, memory should we say nice Dave, no jokes here, but the more I put in my mouth, the less the burn is. Well, absolutely. I know the feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's so Stay hard not to make one. it. Yeah. Anyway. I know, I know. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers, Thank Richard. you. Right, I'm going to go to Jen next. Jen, are you all right? Hey, Jen. I'm pretty sure you told me you've got some Woodford. Yeah, I got a, a gift on my birthday with the, um, the old-fashioned kit. <laughs> oh, was it? You've got the kit? Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah nice. it came with the grass 
Um, it's like a ginger ball. That's a posh one. So, uh, what, have you had it straight or have you had it as an old fashioned today? Um, I've had it both ways today. Right. Yeah. And? I've had it old fashioned loads of times because my friend makes it that way all the time. Yeah. Me, I find it kind of like, it reminds me when I had a toothache, like cloves and stuff. Like you it had... has like medicinal kind of taste, maybe. Interesting. Let me try again. Mm. I'm not getting that, but... Oh no, there it is. There it is. You're right. There is a medicinal vibe to it. Right at the end. I had this the other day with the whiskey and I couldn't work out what it was. And then suddenly it was like, it's my having a toothache and having clove oil. Clove oil clove is not oil. something I know what... I haven't got yes. a reference for that, but I mean, Louise is nodding her head as if to go, oh yes, clove oil. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's a big thing. I've got no idea. Uh, but alas, Lu- Lu- Louise is a mum and I'm not. So that's, that might be it. It's a chai spice kind of flavour. If you ever had a toothache, clove oil is the best. Andy's just said that, by the way. Anyway, I've never had clove oil, but interesting. No, me either. Clearly, me either. Nick, we, bear in mind you had all your teeth problems. I'm surprised that's not something that's... Uh, <laughs> Well, your... yeah, I'm trying to think of what, like, just dentist tastes and stuff, but I've never... No, that's definitely a mum thing. It's something your mum It's a mum thing. Yeah, yeah. I did just get the, the um, when I had my braces when I was a teenager and they numbed my gums to pull my to my tooth out. There was like a weird anaesthetic thing they put in my mouth. Yeah, that's the thing I'm trying to think of. When they accidentally squirt it as they bring it out, yeah. there's that weird taste. There's a little bit of that, but I used to like that taste. I didn't. I loved it. And I've had a lot of dental work done. <laughs> and... <laughs> Went over the handlebars of my bike and smashed my face into the pavement. Oh my! Yeah, see, there you go. You and Nick, you know, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yay! Pavement <laughs> buddies. <laughs> Matt times I've smashed my face on the pavement is ridiculous. <laughs> yay! <laughs> Wasn't my fault. Uh, my brakes were broken. That's why uh, I'm sticking to it. There, there it oh, is. Oh, I, I was running. Yeah. I wasn't even on a bike was or anything. Bike. <laughs> the one time I fell with my face on the pavement, I was actually trying to help a some people in a car that had crashed in the States and the curbs were like this big in the States and I fell off because I was a bit drunk landed on my face and then the ambulance arrived and instead of going to the people who were actually in the car crash they came to me because I had the worst facial injuries of anyone at the scene so that's how bad I was like no I'm fine I'm fine they were in the car I was just I fell over crossing the street I don't have okay. any stories like that. I'm quite glad. Let's hope it stays that way. Jen, thanks very much. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i ask someone else to join us now, but thanks for sharing us your thoughts and uh, more about your whiskey journey. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Love that whiskey. Andy, I'm going to come to you, if that's all right. Andy. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Very well, very well. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you got yourself a bottle of uh, Woodford as well, didn't you? Yep, I did. It was, uh, I know they're a little bit evil, but Amazon at £23 was a bargain. Mate, I got mine from Amazon as well on Amazon, on Prime Day. I got a really good deal on there and, and it's great. So I was a bit sad, obviously, you didn't deliver it, Dave, but you know. <laughs> Could you have imagined that? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the best. Uh, so, sorry, mate. I really need to see your ID. Uh, your, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Um, so, what, is, what do you think about it? No, it's nice. I mean, there's there's definitely like the vanilla and the honey flavors that come through. Definitely, I, I found it quite strong on the nose to start with. Actually, that kind of ethanol smell was 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 quite strong, but. Mm. I can't remember who said it earlier, actually, about the, the kind of tobacco smell. It, it certainly kind of feels like an old man kind of oaky lounge cigarette smell kind of lingering, kind of a taste of the old days, really. 
Nice. An old boy's sitting room. Yeah, no, and, and that's kind of, I could almost kind of see myself in a room, kind of oak panelled, few people kind of sat around smoking, dark and dingy, not like today at all. Um, but yeah, it kind of transported me there a little bit. Nice. nice. I'm not getting this tobacco everyone's talking about. I think it's almost a stale tobacco. That kind of the morning after the night before. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a smell that I don't think really exists anymore. It's the smell of going into the pub in the morning. Oh, yes. In the old days when people used to smoke oh, in the don't. pub. Yeah. That, feel, that makes me feel a little bit old. For me, stale tobacco is like waking up in some... Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, some dingy, like, above a pub, like, student-y, waking up on a sofa. You know where the the sun's beating through and you're fully clothed still and you wake up and you look at the floor and it's that, you know that, you know that really loud (laughs) carpet all the pubs used to have, but it was like cigarettes trodden into that and it was, it stank of cigarette smoke and... Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. recovered well there, Nick. You recovered well. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> um, so right, I'll stop there then. <laughs> um, right, Andy, we'll talk to you later, but thanks very much for, uh, for joining us. Pleasure as always. I respect wood. Hello. Good evening, Kate. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, hey, thank Kate. you. Very, very well. You said you had some Woodford. What do you think it, about it? It's worryingly drinkable. Boom, like, I agree. I was going to get a miniature, and then I saw it was £23 in Sainsbury's, so I was like, ah, yeah. may as well get the whole bottle. And I'm already on like my second one, I've basically finished it, and I'm kind of tempted to have a third, and I really shouldn't because I have work tomorrow. Oh, you do have work tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. Have, mm. have a third. Uh, I might do. Blame me. <laughs> no, it is very drinkable. Did you make an old fashioned, or are you drinking it neat, or with ice? Or I'm drinking it neat. I do have the ingredients for an old fashioned, but I couldn't be bothered. Fair enough. I understand that. I do understand yeah. that because so, I would drink old fashions a lot more if I could be well, bothered. Such a ball lake. Yeah, yeah, if I could actually be bothered, but I can't. Too much stirring. My wrist. It's nice if you're sitting down to watch a movie or something. You need a bit, little bit of an occasion to. Yeah, my, my wrist gets sore. <laughs> Different type of movie. But yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're having a, if you're having some Dave special time with my old fashioned. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that went south. Yeah, it did. It did indeed. Uh, All right, Kate. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Kate. Good to see you. Hey, Ben. You up for for coming and having a chat? Yeah, absolutely. There's Ben. So, Ben, um, Woodford Reserve, what are your thoughts on Woodford? Yeah, it, it goes down pretty well. It's um, it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. It's got a bit of complexity to it, so, yeah, that, that's it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's got some a bit of spice, a bit of sweetness. I get sort of ginger snaps on the nose. And, ginger. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, I quite like it. Yeah. The longer I leave it, I think, yeah, yeah it's good. And are you normally a bourbon drinker, or are you more, more of a Scotch guy? More scotch. If I go American, it generally tends to be more corn. Right. Um, so I, I do like quite like a corn whiskey. And, um, but yeah, generally speaking, I'd go scotch. But, what corn whiskey are you buying? Um, I've had a, obviously it's the standard sort of mellow corn. Um, I had, you know, the Boutique Whiskey Company, you've done a couple of their reviews. Yeah. Um, they do a really good um, Heaven Hill, I think it's maybe nine or 11 year corn whiskey. It's like 45 quid on um, Master Malt. It's really, really delicious. We haven't done the corn whiskey. 
It's been on my list for ages. All right, we'll make mm. it happen then. And I tried one in this distillery. I went to a New York once as well, and that was really good as well. So yeah, yeah, they're pretty decent so far from what I've tried. Yeah, you think corn is like a weird, I don't know, it's going to be that sweet thing, but people are making stuff with blue corn. There's all these yeah. different colours of corn, and it's really interesting what people are doing over there. But uh, because it's America, it, it costs a lot a lot of time to import, so it's it's rather expensive to buy a bottle and do on the show, which is why we haven't done it yet, I think. But um, but no, yeah, I'm interested in the corn thing. But mellow corn, I haven't tried. That looks it looks like a cheap bottle of whiskey. The mellow corn. it is. It's kind of your your baseline one, I think. I mean, you could probably pick up a bottle for some twenty to thirty quid, maybe thirty yeah. quid max, sort of thing. But it's it's quite a nice sort of entry level. So that's cheap and cheerful. Yeah, a little bit, but it's yeah. not bad though. It's a bit more. There's a bit more burn on it than with some of the more expensive ones. Ben, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we'll speak soon. Hopefully, go for a beer soon. Thanks, Take dude. Care. Cheers, guys. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Louise. I can't do that voice again. Hello. Louise. Hello, Louise. How are you doing? I'm a bit tipsy, actually. Yay! <laughs> uh, we got you at the end. That's the, that, like, I mean, like, we made that mistake with Jen last time. <laughs> this, this, this time it's your turn to be the tipsy one. Yeah. So, so what do you think of the, uh, of, the, of the Woodford? It's very nice. On the nose, you don't, it's not very sharp. It's really like this really subtle smell. You don't get that sort of, you don't sniff it and then feel like you, your eyes are going to water. I actually got my dad and my son to smell it as well. My son doesn't drink whiskey, but he, he said it reminded him of antique shops, like the old fusty wood is, is the, the way he described it. And I kind of got that when I, when I smelt it myself. But there's, there's quite a honey smell to it as well. Yeah. But on the tongue, it's um, marmalade. I got marmalade from it. I love the fact you said on the tongue. Amazing. <laughs> um, Best way of describing it, isn't it? <laughs> on, on the tongue. On the tongue. <laughs> marmalade. In my mouth. Yeah, I did. I got marmalade and I get the woodiness from it, but I can't quite place, you know, it's just, it's just woody. Woody on the tongue. Woody on the tongue. <laughs> I, did, I did add a bit of water to it because it was a little bit too sharp. Okay. <laughs> You've gone. Yeah, yeah I've, I've made myself go again. Oh, reminds me of my first time. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's all that wood on the tongue, mate. It's all that wood on the tongue, exactly. Anyway, Louise, thanks so much for joining us once again. Why they ever let two Englishmen have a whiskey podcast, I'll never know. Darren, uh, you've had about half a bottle now since we've been uh, talking. Yeah, um, half well, a bottle. Let's, let's see if we can understand a single word you say. Um, with your strong Glaswegian accent. Really, Dave. <laughs> uh, so, Darren, what's what's your views on the Woodford Reserve? I was using the Woodford Reserve their recipe that's actually on the website for making an old-fashioned, and it was really nice. Although it was really sweet as well, but that, I didn't mind that because I actually quite liked it. Interesting. 20 minutes, I've been drinking it straight, and it might just be down to the fact that I've had half a bottle take a slightly bigger sip and it doesn't burn quite as much and it tastes a little bit nicer <laughs> so, so more in your mouth less burn so, more in your mouth less burn tastes a bit nicer it's a good tactic <laughs> alright Darren thanks so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts with us cheers dude and uh, saving the better Kent till last I agree especially now he's got a jawline and abs <laughs> my brother now 
Respect. He's still got and he's still got more teeth than you, even though he's missing a couple. <laughs> yeah, I know. At the front. You know <laughs> How you doing, Paul? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Good to see you all again, chaps. Yeah, it's, it's great. To, it's great to have a little catch up again. Um, so, Paul, what, what do you think of this uh, Woodford Reserve? Then uh, it's really good. I finished it. Big <laughs> night, that big night. Look at um, that. I, I only yeah, I had it for a little while. It's the last one in my cupboard, I think. Oh, an oh. empty bottle pop compared to oh. a full bottle pop. That's a resonance in the world, wasn't it? That didn't work. Oh. <laughs> it's like the three of us doing it. It's like the Budweiser like frogs. Bud. I was going to say the frogs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so what are your thoughts know. other than the fact you finished the bottle? Smells good. It tastes really good. So I like it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Oh. Yes, Nick. See, that's all we need for our tasting notes. I know. I was thinking that. We're overdoing it. it. We're overdoing it. Paul's just nailed it there. Smells good. Tastes good. So, did you do an old-fashioned, or did you just drink it neat? Or what are you doing? Just just neat. I don't have the um, particulars to make an old-fashioned. I wasn't prepared, to be fair. So, next time, maybe. But I do need another bottle of it, obviously. There you go. £23 when, when in Sainsbury's. Got any lying around, Nick? Nope. Now you know what he's getting for his birthday. Just right. missed that. I got you Eagle Rare at one point in the last year. I finished that. That was really good. That's a great you enjoy that? I love Eagle Rare. We've got a Winter's Gold. I'm going through that now. Nice. In the freezer? Ah. It has been, but I've had to make a bit of room for other stuff. But yeah, it does get drunk from the freezer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, peas. Too many peas, Boom. not enough whiskey. Um, <laughs> Paul, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. I think that's probably a good chance for us to uh, to wrap this up, Nick, don't you? I think, yeah, definitely. We've definitely outstayed our Oh, is he welcome. frozen? Me? He's frozen again, isn't he? Oh, internet's unstable. Oh, okay. no. Hang on, I'll be back. Hang oh, on. no. Right I'm at the back. end. Am I back? Am I back? Oh, there he is. Am I back? <laughs> Am I back? And he's back. Am I back? Ever- yes. I can hear you guys. Yeah, you're back. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yep. We now have some gremlins this evening. Oh, it's going to be a no, lovely edit. Again. Am I? Hello? Am I back? Am I back? Are you just messing with me? So I'll wave my hands around. singing the Red Dwarf thing. Oh, no, you didn't. So there he's back. He's back. Right, but Nick. Let's wrap this up then. Jesus Christ. You and I may need to record the ending for this tomorrow. But to everyone else who's here, thanks very much for coming. We'll see you. Show 100. We'll sort out a whiskey and get it sent to you. No, not really, Nick. Um, so thanks very much uh, and we'll see you all again very soon what's he doing me he's not going to help you standing here what are you talking about if he was if it was down to Jesus we'd be doing alright because we had a reverend in I said that five minutes ago what's going on What's going on? There's some weird going right, on. Okay, I'm going to end this, but everyone, thank you very much for being here. Uh, I'm sure Nick will send his goodbyes at another point, and me and him will end up recording going, this later. But thank you all very much, and I'll, I'll speak to you all soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm still here. Oh. Um, so, as everyone knows now, we, we tend to do these every 25 shows. So, if you've listened to this and thought, oh, do you know what? I want to be part of this. Uh, this sounds, sounds like fun. You yeah. can join us on patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. And you'll be most welcome. Uh, 
Patreons get more than just the ability to come to these little things. And we're hoping to do real live shows as well at some point. That is the plan, isn't it, Nicholas? That is the plan, yes. And our next one we're doing is the Big 100. Yes. Um, so if you want to get yes. involved with the Big 100, and every 50 shows, we like to send our patrons a dram for them to taste along with. So, yeah, we don't know what it's going to be because it's a long way off. Like feels like we weeks. have to do something special though, doesn't it? That's for a hundredth like show. Do yeah, we yeah. do have to say quite special. So, yes, yeah. um, if you want to get involved in that and get a nice cheeky dram and yeah. um, get involved and have a chat, then, you know, get onto patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. And we'd love to hear from you. Always. And thanks to everyone for turning up tonight. It's been lovely to talk to you all. Absolutely. Uh, and thanks for your continued support because uh, it makes this a lot easier for us. We're able to buy some whiskey every now and then. Uh, and hopefully as the world opens up, we'll be able to visit some distilleries and all of that fun. All that, all that jazz. fun stuff. All that, all fun that stuff. jazz. Uh, so coming soon. Distillery tours near you. Yeah. From Whiskey and Things. Yeah. But Nick, <laughs> I think the Angels have had their share, mate. What do you reckon? You've had yours... The patrons have had theirs. Whoa. God, have they had Big their time, share. especially Darren. Jeez. Oh, that Darren. Oh, <laughs> calm down, Darren. Um, <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions. Smells good. It tastes really good. So I like it. <laughs>